0: Hi there, welcome to Speaking to Students. I'm Johnny Jenkins, and this is the series where each time we meet a remarkable student doing something extra, something different alongside their degree. My guest today is James Briggs, who is a a Master's Broadcast Journalism student at City University, but did an undergraduate degree in cyber and computer security. Would you believe it? James, it's so great to see you today. Um, That's that's quite a peculiar undergrad to do. cyber and computer security talk me through that
1: well yeah i mean it's it's very much something that is still developing because i was the first cohort to go into the university doing it It was the university of gloucestershire so it was all brand new and literally as we were going up the years they were writing the course around us which is an amazing um you know feeling to have an amazing position to be in um, I mean, I've got to be honest, I went into it thinking it was like Q from James Bond, um, which it kind of was, uh, but maybe not so many gadgets and not meeting James Bond, which was a shame. Um, but it was it was really good because obviously with things like the US elections, um, with things even like Elon Musk now with all the technology he's developing, technology's everywhere. So it's really, really exciting to be part of such a growing
0: area, a really, you know, growing trend of, uh, of industry. And now you're doing the masters in broadcast journalism. Is, is cyber still what you're what you're focusing on now, or I suppose it gave you quite a good grounding for this? Well,
1: yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I'm really passionate about uh, technology, and and especially as well, helping people uh, who might not be so technologically able. Um, you know, people like the the elderly and things. It's it's really great, and I'm hoping that by doing this journalism masters, I can tie the two together. And and really sort of take complex you know, technical things, um, whether that be voter fraud, you know, the the allegations of that, or even things like um, understanding the latest iPhone, you know, how that technology works, and taking that and then changing it through the sort of broadcast journalism aspect of things, to a way that people are going to
0: understand. Um, so I guess you could kind of compare it really to sort of like the gadget show, that sort of thing. That's brilliant, and I love the gadget show. Um your masters you're doing now is that all online or are you able to get some in-person teaching
1: so it's actually quite a good well it was a good mix i mean obviously one way are sort of filming this is up in the air we've been told that we've got at least a month where we're going to be online but pre pre-christmas really we were really lucky because we were going in for at least you know one sort of two days a week for our uh, our news days which is really important because then we're physically in the studios. We've got some fabulous facilities at City University. And so we got to go out filming, meeting people, finding the best stories and along with that really it was great to sort of, you know, try our hand at all the different roles within the T V newsroom as well. But obviously at the moment it's it's up in the air so it's quite difficult to know what's gonna happen.
0: James, as always on this series, I'm really interested in the extra stuff that that you do alongside the degree. And you do a podcast with your brother don't you all about cyber? Well yeah uh, so this sort of came about uh, I think mid-summer
1: we started planning it really and I'd always wanted to do a podcast I'd never done it before and and we sort of thought let's just bite the bullet so it really does sort of build on what what I spoke about earlier what I'd like to do and we take um, it's called Cyber Bros so we take different sort of computer and cyber elements and then we sort of make it fun and enjoyable for people to to understand and follow. So, I mean, our first episode was just chatting about the history of computers, which, you know, is something that a lot of people don't necessarily know about. So it was quite good to do that. And then the second episode we did as well was then talking about Bletchley Park and Alan Turing, which is, you know, a really big part of uh, our history as well as, you know, computers history. And it did an awful lot of work for the development of both
0: computers. Um, It changed security. And also, you know, made a massive difference in World War II as well. You're saying there, you know, a series about the history of computers. Some people might think, oh, it's a bit too cyber-y, a bit too science-y for me. I'm going to switch off. Um, How do you go about making it accessible? Well, I think what
1: works for me when I'm listening to podcasts or watching something, uh, whether it be a documentary or even like a Netflix special or something, it's all about making it conversational and not... Sort of putting on too much pressure for people to to learn something new i mean that's one thing that i really love to do is i'll take um you know something like a let's say we've got an article online and it's talking about something like quantum computing which is so complex it's really difficult i love taking that and then making it something that's understandable and just literally talking through it with my brother so my brother is six years younger he might not necessarily know the things that i know so it's great for him then to be able to be almost like the viewer in a way or the the listener and say, so what does that actually mean? You know, what, why is this important? And that makes a big difference in making it easier for me to judge what people will know, what level they'll be at and how to make it accessible
0: and interesting too, which is, you know, the, the main aim of the podcast really do you know when you first got interested in cyber is that is it something that you remember quite vividly or or did it just build up over time it was actually really really random because i went to the university of gloucestershire
1: on open day um and i, w- I was actually there i think looking at law it was a mixture of law and tv so that in itself was a, a real sort of um, random mix but while i was there we had some time to kill and i think it was my mum actually said to me oh this cyber sounds really interesting let's go to the talk so we went along to the talk, um, I fell in love with it. I mean, I was doing A-level IT at the time, so I had some sort of background in IT, um, but I loved it, went home, changed my application completely on um, UCAS, and then you know a few weeks later I was there. So it was really one of those things that just sort of happens,
0: but you know happens to the best ultimately, so it was really exciting. You know, you're the second person on this series to say to me that you went to an open day, and um, you had a bit of time and you went to another subject and you ended up falling in love with that so that just goes to show how important it is to go to open days if you're a prospective um student now when you were 18 and this is so cool you're a csi officer investigator whatever crime scene investigation that is it's so out there how did that come about
1: um so again really random i mean i think i i've just had a few lucky moments here and there and um My mum used to get the train to work with somebody who worked at um, my local sort of police headquarters Um, and they were chatting, saying about I'd been doing this cyber course at university. And then little did I know, I had a phone call then a a few weeks later from uh, the the sort of uh, police force saying, would I like to come in and do a little bit of uh, work placement with them? Um, Totally sort of uh, off the cuff. I didn't expect it at all. Um, and then I managed to get about two and a half months or so literally going out with the CSI officers. Um, I got to go to real crime scenes. I helped gather evidence. Um, I mean, it was really exciting from things like uh, looking at people's footprints, you know, when they've broken into a building, taking fingerprints from the most random things. Um, and it was really exciting as well just to go around the different areas of the police force as well. I mean, one thing actually that was really interesting, and. You know, a real insight really was looking at how much things cost as well in the police because obviously we only see the one side of it but I literally got to see a sort of price list if you like of how much each thing fingerprints um you know looking into how much time it takes for a police officer to investigate something and all this worked out in sort of like a price list was just insane because you
0: don't realize how much things cost as well it's amazing and all that stuff you learn, I mean you may not necessarily go into the police force or go into to that sort of field, but it will help you in your degree and and, and just give you sort of a rounded view of, of of everything that's going on well yeah exactly i think I think it really helped
1: because when I went back then into into my degree it was a massive help because I' had this practical experience that really uh, gave me a, a foot up really from everybody else because i I kind of knew how the uh, industry worked to a certain degree and i think it's also ha- helped largely with what i'm doing now because we were going out and you're meeting with all sorts of people and journalism obviously you you know you need to be confident speaking to people you need to know um what what to look for how to uh, speak to people as well and i mean there's one case that always stuck with me from uh, when i did the placement and it was visiting you know, an old uh, lady who she was the victim of distraction burglary so basically someone had put down um, like a card on the desk and then at the same time they picked up her bank card walked out and then spent about a grand in tescos down the road and i think seeing things like that really resonates with you and and so it's you know it's it's quite easy then to remember that going forward and think well you know some things like this happens um it's not good but you know you, i think you you just become more aware of
0: what the world can be like um, which which i think is quite a good thing and i suppose seeing the human side of crime helps you when you, when you're seeing the human side of journalism because ultimately uh you know that's what journalism's all about is is that then what you what you're going to do when you finish your masters are you going to going to become a broadcast journalist is it specializing in cyber is that the plan
1: yeah i think so i i really feel passionate about uh cyber and about as well helping people as best as you can. So taking things um, like helping uh, older people with uh, online safety. Uh, I mean, my grandfather's 89. Um, he has no internet in his house. He has no smartphone, nothing. Um, but he does get you know things like a lot of cold callers and things like that, pretending to be his bank and things like that. And I think having the the ability to have a platform such as you get with doing broadcast journalism And then using that to help people, you know, real consumers with their real questions. Things like, um, if we look back at the gadget show, that sort of thing. But using that sort of um, uh, idea, really, to take basic things that some people, you know, younger people may know already from school, but older people might not. And I think it's really, really important to help to educate people and to just be somebody there on their side as well. Because I think we're as a society we're moving very fast with technology and yet there are some people who might not be going as fast so I think it's really important to sort of make sure everyone can get to the same level and feel that they're being helped as well I think I think that's a, a really good thing that could come out to do in broadcast journalism.
0: Well James you do so much alongside yours, degree what would you say to a student who perhaps is about to start university or is already there and isn't sure if they've got time if they'd be able to do extra stuff would you just encourage them uh, to get stuck in?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think it's a really really good thing to try and make time really because I I mean I in my university uh, undergrad I was doing so much I mean I was uh, course rep subject rep um, I was doing a radio show on the student radio um, I was having to do so many different assignments and also uh, you know for a while I did like a YouTube channel things like that but I I found that I really enjoyed doing this so to me. It wasn't any more time than I was already spending because I enjoyed it all. Um, I just loved, well, I love being busy anyway. I'm, I'm sort of workaholic in a way because I hate to sort of just sit there. But it was never a chore, if you know what I mean. So I really enjoyed having that ability to further myself and try new things as well. And I think if you're going to university, you'll sort of find in a way things just fall into place as well. So you might think, oh, I, I'm not gonna have time to do this. But then you'll find, oh, actually, you know, it's quite nice while I'm watching, um, you know, while I'm watching TV in the evening or while I'm waiting for my pasta to cook, which is, you know, the usual student diet. It's, it's quite nice just to sit there and then plod on with something a bit different and something especially as well, I think it's important, different to your course, because I think that is a good release then. Otherwise, if you're doing all sort of
0: coursework, it's probably not the most helpful thing. Exactly. Well, thanks so much for coming on, James Briggs. You certainly are a remarkable student. If you like what you see, remember to like and subscribe.